Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 11th episode of the Not Your Everyday MMA podcast. My name is Alex Henry. I'm with Tori Haverhill, and we are at 292 subscribers since our last video for UFC 281. So if you're new, I appreciate you, whether you're listening audio only or if you are one of the 291 on YouTube, we appreciate you guys very much. I was talking about UFC 281. That was our last video. Yeah. We got to recap it, Tori. We have to. It was a crazy night. I think it was tied for the first, I mean, for the most amount of first round finishes, I think, in a card, which is yeah, crazy. It went by quick. I was I like, think, it, it definitely went by quick. Yeah, it did. I think it was card of the year. I genuinely like Me did. too. Me Do too. I think it lived up to the hype of UFC 280, if that makes sense. Like, it yeah. was like... It like UFC 280 was so hyped up. I think this exceeded. Like it was, it was a crazy, crazy, crazy night of fights and just so many perform. I'm surprised there wasn't like more performance of the night bonuses because right. a lot there's a lot of amazing finishes on Saturday night. It, it was it was a great card. No, it was, and it helped that people were sleeping on this card. That's what made yeah. it great. We weren't yeah. sleeping on this card. No, we no, were hyped because no, our favorite yeah. fighters were on this card. But exactly, yeah. yeah, people people were sleeping on this card and. Oh, they woke up. So uh, we're yeah. going to talk about some of our picks. Um, Aaron Blanchfield, Molly McCann, first round. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it was just, it was, it was a hype destroyer fight. I mean, I didn't really understand like the point of it, if that makes sense. It's like, if you want to continue to build the hype of Molly McCann, why would you put her against a grappler and Aaron Blanchfield? Like now, like, with Aaron Blanchfield, what does she do? She, I, I think they might just boost her up to the top five, almost like like Sean O'Malley mm-hmm. after Aaron, just put her against those dogs. I mean, even if I against Tyler Santos, not really. She, I don't think Shevchenko yet, but I mean, crazy, crazy. I'm she looked great and Molly did not, so it was it was sad. I, I was sad to see the meatball lose. Yeah, I think we both picked Aaron to win, but obviously yeah, we we're yeah. sad. I mean, Meatball is my favorite female fighter in the UFC. Yeah. It's very, very, very close. I like a lot. But she is my favorite. So seeing her lose was pretty sad. It, it was a rough night to watch my favorites lose. Anyway, we'll get into that more. Uh, Dominic Reyes. Yeah. Also sad that we uh, I can't mean, catch a break. What knocked out cold? Not just like tumbling around, like out cold three fights in a row. I mean, is it time for him to hang up the gloves now? It, it's sad, and he's like younger, and he was doing so good. It's just. Man, it, it, it's sad to see. It, it was hard to see. But, I mean, good go, Ryan Span. He looked great. I mean, he got the finish and got it quickly. So, I mean, yeah. No, Ryan Span looked very dominant. Yeah. Adson Reyes, man, if he doesn't retire himself or or something, UFC might cut him. Yeah. Honestly. It, it, yeah. It seemed like Dana White, uh, somebody asked him in the media conference if they what they were going to do, and he was very unsure. So, that's never a good sign. No, um, yeah. It was, it was sad. I mean, like, he's a great, I mean, he, he almost, yeah, I, I, I know this is like what he's known for. It's kind of sad, but he almost did beat John Jones. That's and that his, was like, kind of just that's like, his that's whole pers- thing. That's his only personality trait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he own- almost beat John Jones. Yeah. He's like, hi guys, I'm Dominic, by the way. I almost, yeah. beat, I almost meet, I almost beat John Jones. I can't talk once again. Anyways, but sad, sad. It was a sad night to see, but yeah. Next fight was uh, Renato versus Brad. I think I took Brad and I think you took Renato. So you yeah. got that win over me there. Um, was it a good fight? It was, was a good, good fight. Yeah. Round one good. rear naked. I believe so. I believe so. It was a quick finish. It I remember. And he looked great too. Um, He's a tough guy. He's a tough dude. I didn't want to doubt him. Just, I mean, 
just because that last last fight with RDA, it was taken on short notice and he survived all five rounds. I'm like, you know what? This this man's tough. Mm-hmm. So I, I I was excited to see him get the win as well. So yeah, I mean, I I can't believe like saying it out loud, just the amount of first round finishes there was. It, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Those were, those were all in the prelims. Yeah. Let's get into the first fight of the main card. Dan Hooker. Uh, he got his Dan. win versus Poyas. I was so happy to see that. Man, Poyas looked like um a Ryan Hall. Because Ryan Hall's last fight, I believe it was UFC 264, if that was his last fight. I believe that was one that I had watched and observed. And, man, it's just when you get to the – it's just nonstop rolling, 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 and looking for those leg locks. And it, it just it, – he was on his butt the whole time like you know what i mean like he was just looking for that and i mean dan looked great on the feet he looked healthy he looked like athletic i was happy to see it and it was a great performance by dan too especially when he escaped that leg lock too that's when i kind of knew i was like okay i think he's gonna get this one so yeah yeah i mean another win for city kickboxing dude dude had been training working hard he said he was ready yeah he proved it he i mean there's not much to say i hope that this fight is not just a one and done type deal. Like, you know, we mentioned Claudio Poyas, who was a good opponent and he was able yeah. to beat him. So, you know, hopefully he's able to keep up with that momentum and maybe uh, get a couple more wins and really solidify himself in that top 15. I don't know. But yeah. uh, Frankie Edgar, man, rip, rip, oh. Fra- rip my boy Frank. I blinked and it was done. I literally blinked and I saw him on the floor and I was like, really? Like, I was like, really, Frankie? Like, dang it. Like, I felt so bad. I mean, it was time. It was most definitely time. This man is a legend. He's competed across three different weight classes. It was just when you stick around for too long, it's fighting's not a sport where you can do that. There's no Tom Brady's really in fighting that can like stick till they're like 45 and still be like so good. You know, it's just your body wears on you like everything it's fighting is gonna wear on you and it's it's word on him and it, it was time a legend he's definitely gonna be in the hall of fame but i mean yeah yeah great good good knee by Gutierrez. i mean it was beautiful so i mean that was good for him i just i, I feel bad for frankie no that was a brutal knockout though it was I mean, that sure. knee just caught him man that was rough done was... like dead and out too like out like a light like yeah, it was crazy that was rough to watch um hopefully he retires that was supposed to be his retirement match but he didn't put the gloves down and did you even retire if you didn't put the gloves down did you even retire if yeah. joe rogan doesn't interview you oh i, don't know. Oh, yeah, I think rogan did no i think rogan actually did interview him now that i'm thinking about it but he didn't put it the might gloves have been down. hard though because he was like knocked out like yeah. cold True. like bad yeah. he's got to be done though he's got to be done right tori yeah, there's no way he's coming back. And, I mean, I don't even know if Dana White would want him to come back or, like, let him come back. He's going to keep getting knocked out. He's yeah, going to keep getting knocked out. I don't out. know about the contract. I don't know if that was his last fight on his contract or what, Me but either. it it didn't look good. I'm happy. I mean, he's a legend in the sport. He had those amazing fights with Maynard. I mean, those are legendary. And it's just good props to him for such an amazing career. You know, I mean, man's tough. Fought at 155 as a little, little dude. Defended the belt. Yeah, a good amount of time. It's just yeah, good career. Stayed a little, stayed around for a little bit too long. But overall, props to Frankie Edgar and all that he's done for the sport. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about one of our favorite fighters. Your favorite fighter, one of my top three favorite fighters, Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Round three, rear naked choke. Tori, I won't say anymore. What were your thoughts on this fight? <laughs> the diamond. Let me say. You know I love a fighter when I'm silent the whole fight. 
when I am completely silent, just watching the screen, eyes glued. I did not move a single inch this whole fight. I didn't say anything. Everyone was yelling. I was just staring because, wow, was this fight amazing. And I mean, props to Michael Chandler, too, because Michael Chandler, he did what he needed. He used his wrestling second round and he was working. But I mean, just nothing can get past the diamond. I mean, this man is so tough and he knows how to come back if anyone knows how to come back. If it was five rounds... I mean, actually, if it was five rounds, it would have been the same result because the finish was, in fact, in the third round. Never yes. mind. But um, I was so stoked. Dustin looked great. That He's just a fighter. Dustin is a pure, pure fighter at heart. I mean, I, I just – he just has – he literally has a heart of diamond. Like, he's just – he's such a cool dude, and he looked great. And you could just – everything that people were saying um, ahead of the fight, it – it kind of showcased just saying how those winged shots, how just Dustin is more overall, more technical. Because Dustin said if Chandler was shooting those straight shots down the pipe, he would have been knocked out. But since he was throwing those wing shots, he was able to defend and put those straights down back to Chandler mm-hmm. and kind of wobble him a little bit. And it just doesn't look great. He, I mean, he always does. I, I, w- I was so incredibly happy. That second round also had me on the edge a little bit. I was a little freaked out, but I knew it. I knew he'd get it. And I was excited. Rear Naked Joe got to get a cool submission on his record, and I, I was very excited. Yeah, Dustin looked like overall, like round package, the best lightweight in the division that night. Like yeah. in terms of wrestling, grappling, striking, striking defense. I mean, I think Michael Chandler actually might have landed more total and significant strikes. But Dustin still won. He was still able to stay yeah. in there. I saw somebody on TikTok. I wish I could say who so I can give him credit. But but they called Michael Chandler an angry hamster. And I thought that <laughs> I was like, that's I don't know why, but that's very it's accurate. Funny. Yeah, it is kind of accurate. accurate. That man running, it's like he's running head forward, just boom, 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 boom. He's you like an I mean? angry it's hamster. Crazy. Um, yeah. you know, he had the little velvet waterfall out of the nose all over Dustin. Um that was disgusting, was but uh, overall, man, not I, Dustin, I, I no, not at all. Um, I I hope people, Tori, I hope people stop sleeping on Dustin, right? Like, yeah, this fight not say stop sleeping on Dustin. Well, people are saying he's out of his peak, like he's done peaking. He's kind of on his downfall. He lost to Charles Oliveira. Where he lost to Charles Oliveira, looked great against him. Lost to Habib. He has had all these amazing fights in the past, like five years. He has looked unstoppable. He's only lost to champions, and it happens. It happens. They are champions. They are the best in the world for a reason. He's just another one of those people that just can't quite get to the belt, but he is right up there with them. I mean, he is championship material. He is just one tough dude, and he's willing to do anything in that octagon. You have to respect him as a person too, about how good of a person, how respectful he is Mm -hmm. at the end. And I just. I, I, he's, I love it. I was, I was, I, I was speechless. I was just so excited, excited when I saw Chandler tap and I was like, yep, the diamond is back. People need to stop downing him and people, I don't know, but what do you do with Michael Chandler right now? Like what's up with him? He's, um, all he wants is Connor. I guess all he wants is Connor. So it makes the most sense. I'd love to watch that fight. Give him everyone would watch that fight. I mean, the two most exciting people who wouldn't watch that fight. I love it. Chandler always performs. And I'm not even sure who would win. Honestly. Me neither. I want. I want to say Connor, but I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, Michael Chandler Chandler gonna slam look, him down. He didn't look bad. No, he did fight. not look bad at all. Oh, no, he's got he, caught. He he got caught, and he just the thing about Michael Chandler is he just tends to go full throttle right from the start, and you just you can't do that against guys. Like his that, cardio especially. was his cardio was 
bad at that third round. And I didn't think it was going yeah. to be because he came out hard. I'm yeah. like, because even me, when I was a wrestler, one of the best wrestlers in Ohio, Tori, when I was a yeah. wrestler and I'd get tired going into the third period, I was able to push myself to just keep yeah. going through that like cardio. And some kids couldn't. Some kids, their cardio is bad. But Michael Chandler, he was pushing himself. And I was like, okay, he's he's pulling a little Alex Hunter here. Mm-hmm. And then he wasn't until he wasn't right, and then yeah. we really saw it once he got him on the ground. There, he wasn't able to have any defense. He wasn't able to fight, and he was done. But uh, yeah, I'd I'd go Connor. I'd go. Yeah, Connor. me too. And I just I think those slams, like some of them, were not fully necessary. No, getting him all the way up there, it's that not made no sense. That it's, made, I, mean, I wanted it's Dustin a cool picture. to win. Yeah, yeah. No, I wanted Dustin to win, but at the same time. I, I love the sport. I like watch watching everything. And at that point, I'm like, he had such a nice double leg. Why is he picking him up to slam him so hard? I know, it's him- not WWE. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like. Because he's trying know. to give him the spine buster. Just take him on the ground. It's a yeah. waste of energy. It is yeah. a huge waste of energy. You're picking up like a probably walking to the cage around 170, 180 that yeah. night, man, and just slamming him like a couple times too. It's just, it's wasting a lot of energy. So, I mean. No, Michael it made no Chandler, sense. It didn't. He he's just he's such an exciting fighter. I mean, at least that's what we know we're gonna get every time because wow, if I know that's what I'm gonna get, I, I will tune in five, eight, eight days a week. Right. Eight days a week, I'll tune in. Yeah. But yeah. Same. So the diamond goes to 29 and 7 in his career, going on to the co-main, Carlos Barza, Shang Wei Lee. We got a new champ in the women's strawweight division. Tori, I'll kick it off here. Yeah. Um I I want to just say to every Carla hater, you were right. You were right. (laughs) I was wrong, and you were right. I don't know. Now, the Carla I talked about in the last podcast, that was a real Carla Esparza. But she currently hasn't been that Carla Esparza in her last two fights. So that Carla Esparza I broke down was a different person that I've seen since her past two fights. Now, in my disc discrediting Zhang and Shang Wei Li. <laughs> Absol- absolutely not. I'm not discrediting her at all. She looked great. She looked phenomenal. I just, I was like, what the heck, Carla? I was going to be able to say, told you so to some people. Look at how good Carla is. And Shang still win anyway. But no, she, she looked bad. And Zhang Wei Li looked really, really good. Zhang Wei Li looked like a 10 times better wrestler than Carla ever was. Yeah, Zhang Zhang looks like the best strawweight in the world. She looks like the yeah. best strawweight in the world that night. And it's not even that Carla didn't look great. It's just Zhang looked that good, and I think she is that good. And I have a lot. If her and Rose have a trilogy fight, I have a lot of confidence going into that. That Zhang will be able to defeat Rose because she was beating her on defeat last fight. Rose took her down, held her there for the last two rounds, and I think Zhang, especially if Carla attempted, if she did that with Carla. I think she could do that with Rose. And I, I, she, this is her weight class. This is her pure weight class. She has pure muscle. She is a monster. And even people, I kind of feel bad for Carla though. At the, at the press conference, people were booing Carla and they were, they were cheering on Zang. Like, it's crazy. She has so many fans. She's such a cool person. She just looked so explosive and dominant. It, it was like that fight was over in a blink of an eye. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah, it was. Big congrats to Zhang going on to the main event, Tori. Israel Adesanya. Took on Alex Pereira. And by the way, my whole life, John Anik has always said Pereira. I never understood where the 
TD noise came from, but I, I say it anyway, because that's what he said, Perheda. Mm-hmm. Not one single person the entire night said it that way. So now I'm questioning John Anik's credibility. Is it Alex Perheira, th- the way that you want to read it? Or is everybody in the world wrong in me and John Anik or, or right? I don't know. Hmm. Am I procrastinating a tad to not talk about this fight? Maybe. But <laughs> that, okay. is, okay. that is something I'm confused about. Tori, I'll give it to you. What did you have to take away? It was round five. Uh, TKO by punches, and we got a new champion in the middleweight. I don't have much to say. Izzy looked great. Izzy looked very good. One of the most, it would have been a very dominant championship fight. He got caught. It's mixed martial arts. You see a guy with, you see a guy in Alex Pereira that big. Apparently, he walked in the octagon at around like 210. No, he didn't walk in the octagon around 210. He weighed in at like 1 p.m. that day at like 210. Imagine what he weighed by the time of the fight mm-hmm. like that man is huge and the thing is in my opinion in order to win against alex pieta piera pieta you know i'm, I'm gonna say pieta because i feel like i feel like that's right i don't know i yeah, know just that's the way you say it i don't know yeah i have no idea but anyways I, to win against him you just, you can't get hit mm-hmm. and in fighting you can't really not get hit. I mean, he's just, he's so powerful. And the thing is, is if only, if only, if only the first round was like 10 seconds longer because Izzy would have had him out of there. And there's really not much. Izzy just, he looked like a champion. He looked like a champion in that fight. He just got caught. It's fighting. It's it's like, it's the game of fighting and it sucks. We saw it with Usman as well. We saw it with Amanda Nunes as well. You know what I mean? And she came back and got it. And I, it's just I, I don't know if the rematch is gonna happen right away, but but it's also different with Alex because he's just so big. That man is huge. Like imagine mm-hmm. him versus Robert Whitaker. Robert mm-hmm. Whitaker would look like a lightweight compared to like a heavyweight. Like Literally. it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I I mean yeah I can't disagree with anything you said, Tori. I I, I guess I can only add that I didn't think Alex even looked that good no. in the fight. Like. Remember, we're you know, let's since we're talking about it, when you're watching the Leon Edwards fight in that fourth round, and you just had that thought in your head, and you're like, "Man, this guy just looks bad," and he's fighting yeah. in a title fight, and he just looks bad. That's what I thought about Alex. Not really in the fourth round because the fourth round was kind of boring. It was still Izzy's round. I have yeah. him three one going in the fifth. I think everybody in the world has him three one, maybe a four zero if you want him. Uh, I had him three one, but the fourth round was kind of boring. But like that. That third round I'm watching, and I'm like, this dude, Alex, is not going to win. Like, No, yeah. I, I have no confidence he will win. Um, the strikes got to Izzy. I think um, Izzy's defense was – he. I think he was kind of took his gas off the pedal a little, little too much in that fifth, and yeah. Alex put his gas pedal through the, through the floor, right? So, you know, like Israel said, if Steve Mazzagatti – was referee it might have been different sure i agree it might have been different but yeah. overall at the very moment when they stopped the fight do i think it was a bad call maybe a little bit however i'm not complaining or arguing about the call because it's a safe call to make yeah. knowing this guy's good if he takes one or two more punches i'm not even saying he gets knocked out but that's going to affect him as a fighter exactly. for the rest yeah. of his career so as an izzy fan i'm okay with it I think Israel's okay with it too. Um, and, you know, maybe championship fight 
fifth round, it's important you let him keep going. I think Israel might have gotten out of it actually, but yeah, that didn't happen. I don't really want that to happen, but it didn't. But I wouldn't have wanted that to happen anyway. Um, it's sad. I think you know. Hopefully, Israel people. I mean, it's weird. People want to see the best fall, and I get it. I do the same thing. I don't know why that's our nature. We just we see somebody win for so long, and we want to see them lose, right? It's weird, but uh, I mean, people like don't even want Israel to have the rematch. And I'm thinking to myself, this dude went three one with him. He was the champ. He was beating him. He looked. Who great else winning. deserves it? Who else even comes close? I mean, Robert. They want to give it to. They want to give it the knuckles, and I don't blame him. But I mean, it's got to be Israel. First. It's got to be Israel. And I talked to somebody who will be in the UFC one day. His name's Lucas Sieber. He's an amateur fighter in Ohio. We talk, and I was talking to him. And he said, Israel, Alex rematch, and Kamara Leon rematch in Africa. That would be crazy. That would be insane. I, would but be who, would co- who would co-main? I feel like Izzy would. I feel like the Leon Usman thing's kind of like a bigger, bigger yeah, deal. Yeah, I think Izzy would co-main. I think Izzy would co-main. Um, and I'd be okay with that, but like that'd, that'd be, be crazy, crazy in that Africa because yeah. Dana White has only talked about. I just want to have a fight in Africa. I want to have a fight in yeah. Africa. I want to, dude. That's the fight to make right there. That is for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and this really going to this fight, it was so weird because I, I in my head, I my pick side is he winning? I just had a feeling for some reason. And I still have this feeling for a lot of championship fights, even with Volk, like just, I, this is just the year of the, like the champions downfall. downfall. Like it's, it's weird. And I'm not even saying like 2023. I'm just saying from like literally since Amanda Nunes to now, like just a year from like that date, it's, it's like the downfall. And every time the champion has walked into that auction, I've just gotten this gut feeling like against Usman. I, I just had a gut feeling. I was like, I just, I just don't know if he's going to win. Like I just, for once I'm not confident in that he's going to win that. I feel like Leon get it done. I even said it in our first podcast when we did that. Charles, he he's my favorite fighter in the world. It, I like, or he's low doesn't pour it. But it's just, I, I, I want him to win more than anything. And I kind of picked him, but in my heart, I just felt like I knew And this one too. I just had a weird feeling that I just, didn't think Izzy was gonna walk out and still that night and it, it it's weird and I like I'm scared for Volk versus Islam as well because I'm like oh my gosh what's gonna happen but yeah it, let's it get happened, in, yeah. let's get into that fight um because I don't want to talk about this anymore yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's hard. um no it's hard Israel bounce back I have faith um lightweight championship about just got confirmed February 11th UFC 284 this card is packing up very quickly. Yes. Islam Makashev taking on Alexander Volkanovsky. Tori, what are your initial thoughts when you saw this fight? We all knew it was going to happen. Crazy. We all knew it was going to happen, but it, this makes it 10 times more exciting. I am so excited for this fight. I think this fight is more competitive than Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makashev a lot just because of how tough Volk is, how dominant Volk is in every aspect of MMA, not just striking, not just grappling man's dude's tough and we'll really see how good islam is in this fight you know what yep. Th- want, want like islam to prove himself throw him against number one pound for pound in the yep. world do it i mean it's, it's crazy it's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing amazing fight i'm, I'm very excited i mean i a hundred percent think that alex is the best pound for pound fighter in the ufc right now without a yes. doubt without any question but yeah that's only because i haven't seen anything else from islam yet yeah 
So that's going to be, it's like, well, what better way to see anything from Islam than yeah, first the top pound for pound guy? So I'm yeah, very excited. I honestly, honestly can say as a fan of both, I don't know who I'm going to pick. Um, and that's not because of my personal bias. I would tell you if it was, it's because I genuinely just don't know right now. Um, that study film breakdown for this fight is going to be hours for me. Yeah. Trying, trying to figure yeah. out who I want to pick because it's a clash of styles, clash of character, clash of weight classes. I mean, yeah. it's, it's everything, right? So it's going to, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm worried because I don't want to watch either of them lose, but one of them will. Yeah, I can't take Volk losing. I don't think I don't know what I'm gonna be able to do. I'm sure you want Islam to lose, Tori. Tori. No, I don't want him to lose. I just don't want him to beat Volk. So like, <laughs> I don't, you know, I just like Volkanovski. Like, put him against. Okay, you know, if he was against like, yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't want Islam to win this fight. Like, I just I'm a fan of Volkanovski, but uh, it's okay. It's not like I'm not a fan no, of Islam. Who's not though? Who's not? Yeah, who's? How can you not like this dude? I mean, he walks onto down under. Like, I mean, this guy's great, and he's yeah. so funny. Cooking. He's with got Volk. such a great name. He does. He's such a dad. Yeah, he's just he such is. a dad. He's always fighter. posting his cooking videos, dude. And I watch him. I watch dude, Volk man. cook. He dude, got interesting. To. It's like, yeah. hey, I'm cooking with Volk back again. Yeah, you gotta watch. So that man makes a mean steak. I gotta tell you. <laughs> but anyway, Tori, that's gonna do it for wrapping up UFC 281 in Madison Square Garden, and obviously UFC 284. Probably will be the headline. I mean, I'm I'm imagining that's the main event. I don't. They put some other fight ahead of that. That I don't know. But uh, let's get into fight night, Tori. This week we got Lewis versus Bivak. Um, interesting card. Some canceled fights. A lot. Of, forth, yeah. How I would talk about this card is there's a lot of fighters that I thought were going to be good that haven't been good yet. And there's a lot of guys yeah. that I think are good, but haven't proven that they're really good yet. Yeah, there's a lot and of then there's, be killed fighters. And on then there's Derek that. Lewis. So that's kind of how I describe <laughs> how I look at this fight night. So it's like all of those guys plus Derek Lewis is on it. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting one. Uh, first fight, Jack Della, Madalena. What a fun name versus Danny Roberts, an easy name. Uh, Jack's a great striker. He's got a good jab, solid defense, and knockout power. It's as simple as that when it comes to this guy. Uh, Danny Roberts has pretty good boxing. Um, he moves fast in the cage, but kind of like somebody else in the main event named Derek Lewis, uh, he doesn't have a lot of output. Um, and that's yeah. kind of my thing with Danny Roberts. Uh, Jack Della has looked good recently, and Danny has looked pretty good in his own right as well. But I honestly don't think this fight should be close. I think Jack Della Madalena is kind of that guy. And I think Mm -hmm. he's one of these guys that are supposed to be that, that guy. And this is just another step in the direction towards that. So I'm going to take Jack Della Madalena here, Tori. Yeah, same. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Della Della Madalena as well. Um, Roberts kind of reminds me of a Chandler, always throwing those winged shots, looking for the finish. And Mm -hmm. really the way to finish him is just to go with those straight shots down the pipe, constant and constant. You'll catch them. You will catch them. So I think Jack is going to, I think he's going to take this by finish by knockout. I think early round knockout, probably like I'm going to say second. I always kind of go second if I'm not sure. It'll be a cakewalk. It'll be easy. Yeah, I think, I don't think it'll be great. I mean, Jack's, he's a very fun striker. He's fun to watch. 
Um, and just he has really good tight defense too, very precise with his shots. And I just think he's going to touch him up. And he's 26 years old. He's young. Yep. And I mean, I think Roberts has about a 10 year age difference with him. So I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Jack. I think it's going to be fairly easy. Like you had said, I just think just stick to those shots straight down the middle, even some straight leg kicks. I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a fairly kind of one-sided fight for this one. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Mata, Madalena by like, I'm going to say, I'm going to say second round knockout. I always say second. But I don't. I agree. I'll go second round knockout too, Tori. I agree with you. Yeah. If it's first, if, you know, I'll say one first and second round knockout. I'm just kidding. But second round KO. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. And so for the second fight of the night, it is a welterweight. We have Andre Bialo versus Muslim Salikov. Um, I'm excited for this fight. Um, We saw Salikov. He did get knockout of the night last fight, but it wasn't for him. He was the one that got knocked out by the Correct. leech. And it was brutal. Yeah, it was a brutal knockout. I'm not going to lie. But overall, um, he's a bit older. A little bit slower now, but he's a southpaw striker. He has good wrestling, and in this fight, I believe he should wrestle. I think that's going to be his key to winning. Um, he sometimes can chase the knockout. He has good leg kicks, and I mean, not not a huge finisher, but he kind of he touches up. He kind of is just one of those people who's almost like always waiting around. He's almost like a counter striker. And then we have Fiello, who's four and one as well. He also did get knocked out pretty badly in his last fight. Mainly a striker. He has a good jab. He always sounds the pipe. Good power, athletic. He throws pretty good leg kicks. But he can be hittable. Um, and especially in his last or one of his fights previously against the wrestler and Matthews, he he was getting taken down easily, almost getting like beat up on the ground. And so that's why in this fight, I think I'm gonna take Salikov. I think he has more ways to win. Um, I think he's gonna be able to take him down. I think maybe ground and pound. I, I don't see this fight going to um decision. I think one of them's gonna get finished, and I think Fialov might I think I think he's gonna get taken down and almost like ragged on the floor with Salikov. And Salikov chooses to use his wrestling this fight. Yeah, uh, good breakdown, Tori. Uh, Salikov, I mean, you broke him down pretty good. Good striker, good power. Uh, he's got really good judo wrestling. I mean, he's not a yeah. bad wrestler. Um, Andre is a guy I know a little bit more about, and this is because he's a guy I've bet on for a while here. Um, he's a good striker all around, but the thing is, his defense is piss poor. I mean, yeah. it is bad. He gets hit all the time and i've bet on this dude many times and he's upset me he's not bad actually i think he's a better fighter yeah. in this fight yeah but in don't get me wrong i think he could sneak away with a win i really do because this is a guy i was really high on when he came into the ufc mm-hmm. sometimes i'll pick a guy and i'm high on him this was that guy um but I think Muslim gets the win here, especially if he gets it to the ground. I think it's going to be much better for him um, because I think Andre might be a better striker on the feet. But if he gets it to the ground, it's going to be an easy win. So I'm going to go with Muslim Sal- Salikov here as well. On to the next fight, Chase Sherman taking on Wado Cortez Acosta. What a fun name there, Tori. Yeah, I know. A lot of double names, this card. Yeah, love the, yeah, you gotta love it. But uh, getting into my breakdown, Chase, good boxer. He's got great cardio and great striking output. He lands 6.51 strikes per minute. And guess how many strikes he absorbs per minute? 6.51 strikes per minute. So that's not good. Okay, so you, yeah, no. you see that you see that strike. 6.51 strikes per minute. That's crazy. He's throwing a lot of volume, and he does. Let me tell you, he yeah. throws with a lot of volume. But he also absorbs 6.51 strikes per minute. The only thing is, now don't don't get it twisted. 
His chin has shown cracks, many, many cracks, but he, he hasn't got knocked out too much. But his chin is very, very, very worrisome. Kind of like a tie to Ivasa before Cyril gone is how I think about um, Chase Sherman. Waldo, undefeated fighter, um, throws some nukes. Dude, dude, dude throws with some serious power. Yeah. Um, hasn't looked bad on the ground at all, but I think ultimately he does want to throw. Um, the thing is with Waldo, he fought two weeks ago and I, yeah, I, I yeah. believe he won, but he took some serious hits. And my thing is when I was doing the gears in my brain and mm-hmm. I didn't research it, but I was just thinking about fights. I knew guys that fought two weeks after their last fight, they do not win. Mm-mm. No, and not at all. That's a really fast turnaround time. And I genuinely think Waldo Cortez Acosta is a better fighter, but I am going to take an underdog here. I'm going to go with Chase Sherman. I think he can. Uh, I think he can get it done. And I'm not very confident actually, but it, I'm really just banking on that Waldo is still hurt, and I'm sure he yeah. is. So yeah, I'm going to go with Chase ago. Sherman. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chase yeah. Sherman. Call it my my lock, my underdog pick of the week. Mm-hmm. Chase yeah. Sherman. I have a scratch on my leg that I still have from two weeks ago, and it's still hurting. It like, how do you? You're using sure a, use a huge fight two weeks ago, but I mean, good breakdown. But I'm, I agree with you. I, I fully agree. There we go. Um, Cortez Acosta, his, he, his legs were getting beat. Yes, beat, that's what it was. Beat. His legs almost got beat by leg kicks. Literally, yeah. Sherman has to do a little tap tap on like a few times on his leg. Man will be out. Like, there's no way that is recovered. It was two weeks ago. But, I mean, Waldo, he is a good fighter. He is undefeated. He is the better fighter in this matchup. But his leg just got beat up last um, last fight. But other than that, I mean, Waldo, he's he's a good fighter. He throws good combos. He has a really good right hand, just such a hard-hitting guy. And he's fast. But if he wants to win this fight, he should stay in boxing range and just not give Sherman the room. But And then, again, Sherman, BKFC fighter, brawler, boxing style so who knows if he'll even like throw those leg kicks like he should right he should because that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna hurt waldo but i mean he's coming off of a win coming off of a um a good knockout win against sorry bandera and then um he he's a close range fighter a volume guy just really i can't trust this enough just needs to go for those legs because if you watched it it was rough to watch mm-hmm. it, it just boom 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 and he wasn't really checking any of them either and so, I mean, there's just two weeks is such a quick turnaround for this, um, for Waldo. So I think, I think I'm gonna go Sherman. Sixteen and ten, I'm gonna go with Sherman just because yeah. it's. I think it's gonna end in the finish. Do you know if did Vandera beat Andre? Is what? That... Um, no. Um, so both of them have both they them both beat both beat Vandera. They both beat him. Okay, I was gonna try to do MMA math here and make my point even worse, but they both beat him. I. I was confused. This dude, Andre, is lost for me, and I forget in which fights, but he's lost for me, and he's made me look silly. But, uh, yeah, we're both taking Chase Sherman. That's not what I expected, but I like it. It's yeah. a great point. The dude yeah. has literally it's fought two weeks ago. No, like, it's a great I'm point. Like, I'm not even kidding. I, like, my leg, I have a scratch on it, and it's, like, the, like, slightest thing, and it's still there, and it's yes. still kind of hurt. We're just it's as so- tough as UFC fighters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch me go in a fight right now. But I'm just like two weeks. That's that's yeah. crazy. It's no. not like a month. It's, it's very, very crazy turnaround time. time. And what kind of camp are you getting in two weeks for an entire new opponent? 
it's almost like the Bobby Green fight when he took it against Islam too. It's yeah. it's crazy. It's exactly what I thought about first thing because that was two week break. Wait, no, was that a one week break? That might have been was, a one week. I think no, it was it was two because it, it was two. one week off and then yeah, and then yeah. fight. Yeah, two. I think a two. I believe. Crazy, crazy. But um, for the co-main event of the evening, we have a light heavyweight bout. We have Ian Ian Kutalaba, the Hulk, and then versus Kennedy. You ready? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Nishchekuwu. Sounds good. Sounds good, Tori. That's I don't know. Could... I'm gonna call him Kennedy now because <laughs> I I heard it so many times and I blanked. I blanked on how to do it and I practiced actually for this time because I suck at names. I practiced, but it, it it didn't work. Anyways, Kennedy, man is six six. He is six six. He is a tall tall dude. He's a knockout artist, just very good power in his hands. He is a low-volume striker, which can be frustrating when someone has such power and they are lower volume. Very strong, but each fight, if you notice, he is improving. Like, his wrestling, he I think he had eight fights in the um, – eight fights in, he had never gotten a takedown before. In his last fight, he had five takedowns, um, which he looked great. Yeah. And he throws really, really good straights down the middle. We have Kutalaba, who's coming off of that submission loss to Walker not too long ago. Pressure fighter, pressure, pressure, pressure fighter. I mean, grappler, very strong wrestler as well. He's a kill or be killed type guy. Um, if he wants to win this fight, he should definitely take Kennedy down. I think that's his way. If you can hold him there, I'm not sure. I don't know if this fight's necessarily going to go all three rounds. But, I mean, this one was a kind of a hard one for me to pick. And I'm kind of – I might be going back on it a little bit. I think I might I, – I did have Kutalaba winning, but I think I might go – I think I might go Kennedy here. I just – Especially with his improvements last fight with the wrestling. I mean, can you imagine another camp? What it's going to look like against him? And Kudalaba does not have that great of a chin, and he is getting older. And so I just – I think he'll be able to withstand that pressure, and I think maybe he can get the finish because his chin, yeah, has not been looking good in the past couple of fights. No, yeah, good breakdown. Uh, Kudalaba averages 4.68 takedowns a fight, 63% takedown accuracy, and he's a good wrestler. I mean, that's his key to win. Don't get me wrong. When he's not wrestling, his striking is he's good. I would say he's a yeah. good striker. Not average, I'd say he's good. But uh Kennedy, way better striker. Powerful, yeah. throws yeah. a lot. Sometimes low output though. Sometimes he's a low output guy. Couple guys like that on this card. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. <laughs> um he has an eighty one percent takedown defense, which is huge, huge in this fight. And like you mentioned, Tori, had five takedowns in his last fight. He's yeah. trying to trying to make himself an MMA fighter. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take Kennedy here. I think he could lose it on the ground, but I think overall he's just a better fighter. And I do have a lot of worries when it comes to Jan Kutalaba. So I'm also going to take Kennedy, whatever his last name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. And I mean, if I if I can get to the floor. He definitely does have the potential to ground and pound just because of how good his ground and pound game is. But I just yes. I don't know if I see that happening. I don't see Kennedy finishing him on the feet. I think like first round. I think I think it's gonna also be a night of finishes, um, for sure. So yeah, I hope so. I forgot how much I liked finishes. Oh yeah, so before two eighty one, like yeah. I, I like watching a finish. I like and the car. It. it goes by so quick too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It goes I, by really quick. No, it makes me happy. On to the main event. We got Derek Lewis taking on Sergey Spivak. Let's do Derek Lewis. Crazy knockout power, but he doesn't ever throw any punches. So, um, I oh man, what did I hear somebody say? 
all hammer, no nail. That is what this dude, Derek Lewis, is. He's always alive for a knockout. Always alive for a knockout. But is he ever going to throw it? Who knows? Um, Sergey, great wrestler, has good submissions, really good ground and pound, averages four takedowns a fight. Um, I'm going to go Sergey here. I think it's a pretty safe and obvious pick. I think he's just a way better fighter. And I can't – how am I supposed to bet on Derek Lewis when all that I'm – like, I'm betting on him to just maybe get a knockout if he decides to throw a punch versus a guy who's a great wrestler who has good submissions, who's finished people ground and pound. No. No, I'm not going to take Derek Lewis. Yes. His last fight, was it it awful to watch? Sure, because that was one of the worst stoppages I've ever seen. Yeah. In my entire life. But I didn't think he was going to win that fight anyway. So, yeah. And for the same reasons. I I, I really don't even like Derek Lewis that much. Kind of think he's an overrated guy. Maybe yeah, I'm he, a hater for not liking Derek Lewis. Am I like, just, I feel like everybody likes Derek Lewis. <laughs> I like and I don't Derek get Lewis. it. I don't get the hype. Okay. I don't, he's just a funny dude. Like, he's just. No, funny. he's a goof. He's, he's just a, a real dude. And when he's on the mic, he's a goof. That's it's for not, sure. That's what I think people appreciate is when he's on the mic, it's not even like a personality. You know what I mean? It's it's just him. Like, he's just saying what's on his mind and people just appreciate that. <laughs> it's not like, hot. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yes, in terms of a person, he is very funny. And I do look forward to hearing what he has to say. But I hate watching him fight. Even when he gets a yeah. knockout, I'm like, cool. I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't enjoy watching him fight. But yeah, I'm going to take Sergey uh, Spivak here, Tori. Yeah, I mean, this fight, when it got announced, I already knew my pick. And I already knew how. I'm, I'm going first round knockout by Spivak at 1,000%. I mean, he or or take down ground and pound. Because Sergey's ability to take um heavyweights to the ground and get them there and just pound and pound and pound on them. It's a dangerous. He's a dangerous dude. He had a great, great knockout against Sakai at UFC Fight Night Santos versus Hill. And then another amazing knockout against Greg Hardy. And so, I mean, it was this man. He's only lost to Tom Aspinall in the past five fights. He got knocked out in the first round, but he's looked great. Um, Definitely should take him down. Ground and pound. Good grappling. Just such a hard hitter. And Lewis, I mean, it's just hard to break him down because look for that punch. Look for that punch. Look for because I mean, it's true. You could get caught. Like you could be yeah. dominating and just it's Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, the knockout king. Like he could knock you out in a second. And so it's um, but I just have questions. I mean, like for Derek Lewis, because he's I don't think he's fine for the title again. He fought for the interim title like a year and a half ago against Cyril Gone. He got destroyed. Destroyed. He, he right now is two and three coming into this fight. Um it's just what was he doing? Like, like was he doing it for? If that makes sense, because he has made it clear before that he's in it for the money, that he doesn't love training, blah blah. So I just I don't have any confidence in Derek Lewis going into this fight because who knows if he's training that hard? Because when he's training for his championship fight, even he said that he's like I don't like running, like just all this. I already said that, but just kind of going into it, how it's not his deal. And so I mean, was he doing? You know what I mean? I, Sergey right. is no. very, he's a very good fighter. He's definitely if he wins this fight. Definitely enter like the top five for like some competition because he could be up for title contention if he wins this fight. I just I think it's gonna be domination. I think it's gonna be domination by Spitback. And it's sad to say, but yeah, I'm gonna go Spitback by first round knockout. Yeah, there we go. Do we I think we agreed on all of our picks? We oh yeah, we did. First I didn't think you picked Chase Sherman, but not a bad pick at all. It's a great pick, actually. Um yeah. if you're 
a sports gambler, maybe take that bet because I don't yeah. know what the odds are on it, but I'm pretty confident, actually, Tori. Uh, yeah. You know, middleweights are a thing, and one of my, you know, the belt, the belt has changed in the middleweight, you know, so I thought yeah. I would not make Tori pick the top five. I picked top five this week. I picked top five middleweights in UFC history. I kind of feel like people won't like my list because I compared it to some other list on the internet and not very similar. So maybe I'm like dumb, but yes. Tori, I'll let you. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> but Tori, I'll let you give your list first and then I'll give mine and we'll see what, we'll see what we think. Alrighty. At number five, I have Chael Sonnen just because of how great of a person he was. And the, I mean, he almost beat Anderson Silva a couple times. What yep. a just great man in the middleweight division. Number four, I have Michael Bisping. I was wondering really quick, is can, could you put GSP on this list? Like, technically? Because mm. he fought, he like beat Michael, like he wasn't middleweight nah, at one I point. wouldn't put, I wouldn't I did it, but I was I just wondering, I was I like, should I just do it? But you I could, technically, <laughs> I guess. Could, but yeah, he was a welterweight. Number three, Chris Weidman. Number two, Israel Adesanya. Number one, Anderson Silva. Oh. And I have Izzy at two. I have Izzy at two pretty comfortably. So, yeah. Not that different. Honestly, not that different. So, I have Michael Bisping at five. Um, Luke Rockhold, I put him at four um, ahead of Bisping. Three, I put Chris Weidman. By the way, in my UFC research, I, I watched some Chris Weidman fights. He had a fight versus this guy named Mark Munoz. Don't know mm-hmm. if you ever heard of this fight or watched it. But I, this knockout, you should watch it. Everybody should watch this knockout. The referee was not stopping the fight. And it was gross and it was bad. I mean, he knocked him out with the elbow. And he's just grounding, pounding. And I'm, I'm watching. And, you know, this is old UFC. And I'm like, he's going to kill this guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he he's dead. Yeah. He didn't. But that was one of the craziest knockouts I think I've ever seen. Not in terms of, like, flashy, but in, just in terms of, like, this guy's going to die. It was pretty gross. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, oh. a little side tangent there on uh, Chris Weidman. Israel Adesanya is it too. Yeah. I would have loved to put him at one. And I would have if he beat Alex. I would have put him at one and I would have been so confident. <laughs> I would have put Israel at two because I'm not going to be biased. And I have Anderson Silva at one. And some people might say me having Israel at two is biased even, but. I put Izzy at two. I don't think I, it's biased I, I truly, at all. I truly believe. I, I mean, truly believe he is too. I think he has been. I I would have said it three fights ago. I would have said yeah. Israel was at two. I would have said it before his or was undefeated in the middleweight division. But. Yeah, I would have said it like at his Paulo Costa fight. I would have said he was top yeah. two in middleweight division. Well, anyway, Tori, that's going to wrap it up for episode eleven of the Not Your Everyday MMA podcast. We talked about a lot, Tori. We got some big things coming up. We do. I'm, I'm going to keep it a secret still, but they'll know very, 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 very soon about the big things coming up. If you're We're listening excited. audio only, hit that download because it's the only thing I can see. I don't know how downloads and plays work and how yeah. they diff- you differ. You want to be able to listen to it everywhere, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, when you're in the hills of Kentucky, West Virginia. Yeah. Don't you want to listen? There, is there hills in West Virginia and Kentucky? Like Midland, like I don't even. There's, def- there's definitely like mountains in West Virginia. I think they have Appalachian. I think. True. I'm, look, I'm an MMA analyst, not a <laughs> geologist. Okay, so I couldn't tell you. Sorry, I cannot tell you. But that's gonna, it's gonna do it. Um, 
for our new subscribers. We look at all the comments, try to respond to all of them that aren't mean. So please leave a comment and we will read it, even if it is mean. Uh, and that's going to do it for today's episode. I've been Alex Henry and I was with Tori Haverhill. Thanks, and guys. We are signing off. See ya.